The Force Field is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to other great tech podcasts at www.techpodcasts.com. Charlotte, North Carolina, for IT service providers, it's The Force Field with Rick Savoya. And now, here is your host, Rick Savoya. Greetings, providers. Welcome to the unofficial podcast for IT service providers, The Force Field. I am your host, Rick Savoya, and this is the show that discusses the topics and issues related to the business of tech. Today, we'll continue our discussion with an IT consultant who recently wrote a book that takes a different approach to starting a computer business that most other books of its kind don't consider. We'll also tell you where you can get this book and how you can get a special discount when you purchase it as a listener of The Force Field. Our comment line is open to all listeners 24-7 at 407-278-5698. That's 407-278-5698. Or you can call in via Skype at Savoya Computer if you'd like to record a comment for the show. The Force Field is advertiser-supported, so you can hear it free. You can help support this episode of The Force Field by checking out our sponsors at www.theforcefield.net. Thanks for supporting our advertisers, because you help to keep the podcast going and the force field online. I really appreciate your support. In our last episode, we talked with Matthew Rodella, an IT consultant and owner of Your Friendly Neighborhood Computer Guy, host of the Computer Business Podcast, and author of a new book about starting a computer business. We found out what it takes to be a computer consultant, the pros and cons of starting a computer business, and what you need to know and have before you get it started. Today we'll continue our discussion with Matthew and learn more about his new book. We'll find out how to keep your finances in order while you build your business, how to determine when it is time to quit your day job and manage your business full-time, and how to plan for the future as a computer business owner, as we conclude with Part 2 of our two-part discussion on How to Quit Your Job and start a computer business. And we're talking with Matthew Rodella. Hi, Matthew. Welcome back to the Force Field. Uh, thanks again for having me. Good to be back. Uh, thanks for coming back and talking with us some more. We were talking about your book, How to Quit Your Job and Start a Computer Business. Leave the corporate world and turn your passion for computers into a successful full-time business. Uh, this book is in three parts, three main parts. And we covered the first part. And... Uh, that is, um, it's doing a little soul searching, first of all, to, to find out if you're really ready to go into a business or not. Uh, but the second part, part two, is called set. And this is where you're really getting to the nuts and bolts of, of getting into the business end of this. And um, in chapter seven, uh, you talk about juggling two careers, which is a you know something you don't see in a lot of of uh, computer business books anyway. Uh, most computer business books, uh, and there's some very good ones out there, really talk about uh, how to, they just jump into, 
how to get your business license and how to get your shop set up and all that sort of thing. But you took a few extra steps here, and it's a lot more thoughtful in some ways. You're talking about, you know what, uh, you're going to be uh, working this on the side first and then kind of easing yourself into a computer business. Here's how to do it. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on that because it, it's you're right. It's something that you don't see too often in, in other literature around starting a computer business. And it's un, it was unique to my situation because I, I started my computer business while I still had a full-time job. And I'm sure it's it's can apply to a lot of other folks out there. So I just wanted to touch on a, a couple uh, you know, thoughts about how to juggle your full-time career along with this new fledgling uh, computer business that you're starting up. And then uh, Chapter 8, you talk about choosing your path where you um, uh, tell everyone to decide which way you're going to go with your computer business. Are you going to be a generalist or a specialist? And you know the old saying that uh, a generalist, uh, oh, how does it go? There's that old adage that a specialist knows more and more about less and less until he knows everything about nothing, uh, while the generalist while the generalist learns uh, less and less about more and more until he knows nothing about everything. <laughs> and uh, nice. it, it's a good, you know, it's a matter of striking that balance. Uh, but you cover that in Chapter 8. And in Chapter 9, um, you ask the question, how much are you worth? Now, uh, what are you going for in Chapter 9 there? This is where you, you, you start to figure out how to set your prices. And it's a question that comes up a lot when, when people start a computer business. I hear it a lot from readers of my blog and uh, listeners of my podcast. And they ask, you know, how, what, what prices do you have? What should I set my prices at? And so this chapter just kind of spends time talking about the different, um, different things you need to take a look at. And it's not just charging the same as some other guy halfway across the country or charging the same as you know the the well-established technicians in your community it's about looking at all the different factors and and setting a price that's right for you mm-hmm. and now chapter 10 uh, that's where you start getting into the uh, nuts and bolts of actually setting the business up, and or talking about uh, choosing a name for your business, which is a very important thing to consider. And a lot of people, I've seen a lot of interesting names for computer businesses. Some of them are are clever and catchy. Others, you just sort of wonder what you know. What was that person thinking? <laughs> right. It's it's worth. Sometimes it seems like it's an afterthought for some people. So I, I wanted to devote an entire chapter to to you know putting thought into choosing a business name because it's going to be something that's going to stick with you for for a long time and it once you get going it's hard to kind of change the business name so the that chapter and the next chapter about making it official those are kind of things that you can do to set your business up uh, part-time while you're still running it part-time so that way mm-hmm. once you eventually take the business full-time you don't have to you know, waste time worrying about setting up your business, the, all the legal stuff you need to do and, and finding a name because all that stuff was already done when you had the time, when you had your, uh, your full-time job. Well, see, there's, there's something here that a lot of people miss when they're choosing a name for their business uh, because a lot of them are thinking, well, what's going to be pithy? What's going to be, uh, what's going to be clever? What's going to get people to notice it right away? What, what fits my persona? What fits what I'm going to be doing? 
Um, but a lot of them aren't really thinking about the branding, the long-term branding aspect of this. And really, it's just as important to choose a name that you're going to be able to brand well um, in the long term, because that's part of marketing your business. The, the name it isn't just a name. This is, this is part of your marketing strategy. Right. Yep. So you, you want it to, so in the chapter, I, I go through a bunch of different techniques to, to find a name. And then I, I, I advocate, you know, just putting everything you like on a list and then working to narrow it down using some different criteria. And that's definitely one of the criteria. Another mm-hmm. one is to run the name by your friends and family, because it might look good to you or it might feel good to you but as soon as you ask someone else about it and they you get a different perspective and they're like oh yeah. that's a horrible name or i don't know how to pronounce it or i don't understand what it what you do or or something like that so it's good to get that outside feedback as well yeah and then of course chapter 11 as you said uh it you talk about how to make it official and choose the the right type of business to form uh to make that name uh more viable and legal <laughs> and yep. and yep. uh in Chapter 12, uh, you talk about the tools of the trade, and this is where people are saying, oh, yeah, great, now we get into some tech stuff. Some of it is tech, but a lot of it's still business. <laughs> yeah, the, this book doesn't really dig into the, the, the technical side of anything because I'm assuming that whoever's reading this already has a good understanding of computers and, and how to fix computers. And if not, th- they'll find out at the beginning of part one that if they don't know that stuff, then they probably shouldn't be starting a computer business. Yeah. So, so yeah, I try to tackle some of the more nebulous uh, business ideas. And even in, in the, the chapter on, on tools, uh, I don't really get into specific tools. I just kind of talk about, you know, it, it's not, you don't need to go out and buy a, a big chest full of all, all the latest and greatest tools and, and wrenches and, and this that sort of thing, um, especially because before you start your business, you're not quite sure what kind of work you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of advocate to, to just buy the tools that you need for the job that comes up next. And eventually, you'll start building up a cache of tools that are actually useful that you actually use on a daily basis, as opposed to trying to think of all the tools you might need before you ever end up needing them. And in Chapter 13, you talk about adding the finishing touches to get the business up and running. And that includes getting all your forms and documents ready that you're going to need, uh, you know, whether you're going to be collecting credit card payments and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, a lot of people that get into the business like this, they will make that an afterthought. They'll set up their business and they'll start um, taking orders and and that sort of thing. And then they realize, you know what, I need a form for this, or I need to do this, uh, or wow, you know, I don't, I don't take credit cards, uh, cash only, and uh, should I do this? And where do I go to set it up? Those aren't things that you should talk about or consider after you're already up and running and after you've had the doors open. These are all things that you should be thinking about before that. Right. Yeah, that's uh it it just makes it so much easier to have all that stuff taken care of at the very beginning because you you don't want to try to figure this stuff out once you have, you know, the uh, this 
a flood of customers coming in and then you have to figure out how to, you're going to keep track of them and how you're going to charge them and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You want you want the framework in place beforehand so that you're ready for when you do get that flood of customers coming in. You can handle it. You can streamline the process so that you can uh, not worry so much about all that keeping track of customers stuff. You can just worry about getting the job done and, and getting more customers. I've been in a situation before where I've walked into a uh, a store and uh, you know I'm ready to buy right then and there, and then they ring up the order and then I take out my credit card and they look at me like a deer in the headlights, going, "Oh, uh, we don't take credit cards." And then I just say, "Well, then." I can't take your product. <laughs> he just lost yeah, the sale, and I walk out the door because that's all I had on me at the time. That's just uh, in this day and age. That's just unacceptable. I mean, yeah. there's there's so many you can you can take credit cards with your smartphone these days. So there's mm-hmm. really no excuse not to take credit cards. And so that's just a great. That's all about customer service, right? Making yeah. making the customers happy to do business with you, and and being able to just whip out a credit card reader on the spot. Um, is is all part of that uh, exceptional customer service that you want to give to your clients. Matt, you just hit on an excellent point there. That is part of customer service. People don't think about the the payment options as as being related to customer service at all, but that's a big part of it because what you're doing is you're giving your customers more options. Uh, you know, and you're not just giving them more uh, ways to pay you or more ways for you to collect money, you're giving them more options to say, you know what, I am thinking about you. I'm considering uh, your situation and how you're, you know, uh, what what you're prepared uh, to pay or how you're prepared to pay. And uh, that really is a customer service issue. Right, because are you going to go back to that business that where, where they wouldn't take a credit card they could only take cash you're you're probably never going to go there again because probably not right so there there you have it yeah exactly uh very good point now that covers part two and then we get into part three which is go and this is the part where you're up and running you may have been up and running for a while and now what Uh, this covers some of the day-to-day operations of your business kind of long-term planning for what you want to do uh uh, you know, growing your business is in chapter 14 and uh, talk about how you market some of this with uh, uh, word of mouth or, or uh, free advertising or uh, some of the things that you can do to advertise and, and get the word out there about your business, your company. And I've talked about this before in, in previous episodes of The Force Field. We'll go back there again uh, in the future. I'd definitely like to have you on again so we could uh, uh, discuss that further because there are a lot of ways you can go. And, sure. uh, they don't always work. <laughs> yeah, Some I, of them I were str- better than others. I struggled with the chapter because there are so many ways to go. So I tried to lay out some of you know some of the things that were more successful for me. But mm-hmm. definitely, there's there's a lot of ways to go. Um, but uh, you know, just laid out some of the cheaper because at this point you're still running your business part time, so you still don't want to be spending too much money. So some of the more cheaper but yet still effective ways of getting the word out about your business. And chapter fifteen. You hit another nail on the head that's not really covered that much, and that is uh, that chapter is called "Keeping Your Financial House in Order," and that actually covers a subject that that a lot of a lot of business owners just groan when they when they think about it, and that's the financial and the bookkeeping part of this, the accounting part. I mean, most of us are just not. 
accountants, but it is a necessary part of the business. Right, and that's 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 like uh, previously where we were getting all the forms and and the the client tracking stuff together. This is another thing you kind of want to get set up before you really get too busy, and that's you know your bookkeeping and and figure out how you're going to do your taxes and um, if you you know you're going to get some help with that, then then get that established up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, you know, again, when when the money starts rolling in, you're not going to have to worry about that stuff because it's already already set up. It's easy to get behind on it, too. When you get busy, and especially if you're the tech in your own business and you're receiving payments or invoices and, and, and things are coming in and you know you have to make some payments as well and, and uh, uh, purchase inventory or parts or whatever you have to do, um, and it's easy to get lost in the income and the outgo aspects because you've got the money in your hands, more or less, and then... At the end of the month, you realize, you know what? I've got to get this on paper. I've got to get this in my computer. I've got to pay taxes on this. Uh, you know, then it right. becomes it, it can easily become a huge mess if you don't keep on top of it. Right. So I, I you know, I advocate starting early so you can make that stuff a habit that follows you through your business. I also recommend some. Some software programs out there like Quicken, um, mm-hmm. you know, GoDaddy has uh, just acquired Outright, which is a good, really good online bookkeeping service that automatically connects to your bank accounts and and kind of organizes all that stuff for you automatically. Um, and then uh, another one I recommend is a, a website called Shoeboxed, which mm-hmm. is where you can upload all of your receipts and then it kind of keeps keeps track of all that stuff and you can actually plug that into the GoDaddy bookkeeping software so it all kind of works together and you can create a system that makes it a lot easier for you to not have to spend so much time on all that stuff. That's another good topic for a show. I'm going to have to write that down here because <laughs> sure, yeah. I've been there. I, <laughs> you know, I, I've used QuickBooks for many years and um, I still use it actually. But when you're doing things, when you're uh, making entries and and you're keeping up with it on a day to day basis or even on a weekly basis if if you're if you can do that uh, it's much much easier than it is to um, just let it slide and say you know I'll get to that later and then next day I'll get to that later and then before you know it the month's over and piles up yeah and it piles up quick and then it's just a nightmare and you're up till two three in the morning uh, you know having to to deal with it uh, that's definitely no fun and and it's one of those things that can really it's one of those things that can really burn you out in your business over time so it's definitely something you don't want to um, to slack off on Right, and that's that's a lesson I learned, um, and that's definitely why I put it in the book, so so others can learn from that same thing. I, I think we've all been there <laughs> one yes, time or yes. another. Um, me more often than I'd care to admit. But, <laughs> um, but then in Chapter 16, um, you ask another very important question. When do you know it's time to quit? And, and Now, what are you actually talking about here? Yeah, so the the title of the book is How to Quit Your Job and Start a Computer Business. So somewhere in here I had to address the the inevitable aspect of actually quitting your job. And I didn't want to just gloss over and say, oh, okay, now quit your job. Okay, now go on to the next step. Because I, I feel like the activity of quitting your job, first of all, you have to know when it's time to do that. And you have to make sure that you, you're you're set up to be the in the best possible position you can be in. 
if if you have that luxury. Of course, some people either get laid yeah. off or, or have other things going on. But if you have the luxury of being able to choose when you quit, then you want to, you know, take into consideration your financial situation, how many clients you have, um, how, your enjoyment of the whole process, and and see, you know, exactly when it is time to to um, to turn in your resignation. Well, you felt this was such an important topic to cover in your book that you spent not one chapter on it. You covered it in two chapters, chapter 17, how to quit your job. Uh, you kind of, you know, discuss how to complete that process. And uh, I think... Um, I th- you know, I think everybody should read those two chapters at some point. Everybody that uh, is is doing this part-time and then moving full-time, uh, I think it could probably save them a lot of grief in the long term. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of opportunities you have in, in that process to, you know, not burn bridges, to really to, to really set up, you know, your, your workplace for success. And that's that's all about, you know, fostering goodwill and eventually those people are going to remember you know that hey he went off to start his own computer business and if their computer breaks down they're going to give you a call so you really you know you want to set up a situation where people first of all know what you're doing you want to tell people what you're going to be doing and then second of all to leave on good terms so Mm -hmm. that you know you have the pool of potential clients right there at, at your old job. Uh, one other aspect to consider as well as uh, if this doesn't work out for you, you might wind up coming back. <laughs> so, there you go. And and most yep. people would shake their head saying no, no, no. But you know what? If you've if if you've been in the business before, if you if you've been there, it it happens. It does happen. And uh, you really don't want to burn your bridges because you never know when you're going to have to cross them coming back the other way. Um, that's just my word of advice on that one. Right. And, and quitting a job isn't something that people do often. So a lot of times you, you might be confused about like the steps you need to take or, yeah. or what's the protocol for, for quitting a job. So I, I kind of lay that all out for you so you, you don't have to worry about, you know, going off and trying to figure out what the best way to do that is. Yeah. Uh, good advice. Chapter 18, you talk about, uh, replace the essentials. You know that that general topic is a hot one all over the news these days. We're talking about health insurance and things like that, or the lack of it thereof for some people. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's a piece that again we kind of touched on this before, but that's something that a lot of people when they're starting a business don't really think about, and so you want to you know make sure that uh, you are covered, especially nowadays when it's required. Um, so I, I lay out a bunch of different options for you as a computer business owner as far as health insurance is concerned um, and, uh, and then retirement, all of those things that your, your job took care of and you mm-hmm. kind of took for granted before you're going to have to set up on your own now. And the taxes too, because that's yeah. all of a sudden that uh, that becomes a, a harsh reality. And when you're in that business for a, yourself, it was a big shocker to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's one I didn't realize until I started running my business full time. And then my accountant said, my accountant uh, came back to me during tax time and was like, "So, uh, w- what were your your quarterly payments this year?" And I was like, "Quarterly payments? <laughs> I, I, did, I had no idea that I needed to be doing that." And so. So yeah, that that first tax season was uh, a shocker because I I owed a lot because I wasn't paying the quarterly taxes. Mm. And chapter nineteen, 
keep them coming back for more. Um, got any thoughts on that one? I mean, well, we could talk about that one all day, but uh, uh, t- tell me about it. No, that's just <laughs> um, it's it's you know talking about how to really ramp up your business because now at, at this point in the book you've you've quit your job you're out on your own so you really need to uh, turbo boost your your client you know getting new clients and then and one of the main ways to do that is to keep your existing clients coming back over and over again so talks about you know how how to to make a good first impression how to um, set up situations like giving them a business card or giving them a little a little trinket for them mm-hmm. to remember you. Um, and this is those kind of techniques to to keep your clients calling you again and again. And chapter twenty, uh, that's the last chapter, pretty much in the book. Uh, this chapter is called "Plan for the Future," uh, and I think that's another thoughtful topic that isn't really covered uh, very much in uh, in a lot of books, not just uh, computer business books, but in, in uh, some other business books I've read in, in general. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time on that chapter, um, and I really, because I didn't want this book to be, okay, here's how you start a computer business now, good luck. You know, I wanted to kind of leave folks with a game plan and, and thoughts, food for thought for the future on how to build their business, uh, strategies to really maximize their their revenue, um, and I, I just skimmed the surface of those stuff because, of course, all, all of those points could could be a book in themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I just you know try to plant those seeds in, in the person's mind about you know recurring revenue if they ever need to hire in the future, how to think about that, um, if they should start you know if they should rent a storefront, when to kind of start thinking about that and, and how to approach that thought process. Um, so I, I try to kind of cover all that in that chapter. Yeah, you have several other things uh, towards the end of the book in the back. And uh, in Appendix C, you have a Meet the Experts. And uh, for full disclosure, uh, I am listed in here as one of the experts because one of the added, um, one of the things you've added into the book are little sections in each uh, chapter where an expert in the field uh, has contributed something to that particular chapter of that particular subject or that topic. And uh, some of the experts we have here, we have, uh, we've had on the force field before, you know, Dan Hand, of course, who's the, uh, who operates the Association of Computer Repair Business Owners, uh, Acrobo, as we, we call it, uh, and uh, Bryce Whitty of Tech Nibble, of course. Uh, both I know, we've had on the show many times, both great, great guys. Uh, Ken Dwight of the Virus Doctors in here. Uh, Lisa Hendrickson of Call That Girl. She's been on the show a couple of times, and we've had some uh, great discussions. And uh, Martin Obando from the Geeksters podcast. And, of course, yours truly uh, from the Force Field. And uh, we've all uh, made some contributions to the book. And... Uh, uh, hopefully that will that will help. If if there's no other reason to to buy this book, this should tip you over the edge because not only do we have great pearls of wisdom from uh, your 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 host here of the of the podcast, um, but uh, you know we have such such great uh, insights from folks who have been in the business a lot longer than I have. So I, I wanted to to kind of supplement my material with with people who have who have been in the business, who have who've gone through the ropes, and who really know, like it, you know, if they could do it all over again, what would they do differently when they were starting a computer business? And so I, I think that that's provides you know immeasurable value 
in addition to, to the rest of the book. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to make my meager contribution to the book and hope it helps. Um, I wanted to mention that in addition to the book, you have a few extras in here. Yeah, when when you when you purchase the book through my website, you get uh, a bunch of other bonus material because I I wanted for this to be kind of a complete package for you. So it, when you buy the book, you also get a bunch of bonuses like a worksheet that you can use to to check off all the different tasks that you complete as you start your business. Um, some worksheets that you can use uh, that are based on some of the chapters in my book. Um, some sample forms, sample contracts. A tune-up checklist so that when you when you start doing tune-ups on computers, you can have some sort of uh, of organization around that. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to give give some more extra tools for folks so that they can really have a complete kit when they buy the book. Well, I've gone through the book and uh, I've been reading it on my iPad. It's an it's a an easy read. It's not like it's a dull, dry read. It's a very easy read. There's a lot of great information in here. Uh, this is a book that I recommend everyone read because it's a little different. You know, in, in every one of the computer uh, business books that and, – and I have reviewed a few others as well uh, in the past on the force field. And each one of them makes a contribution and and really delves into the topic of starting your own computer business and in just a little bit of a different way. But this one touches on things that um, that are somewhat unique. Uh, and, you know, rather than recommend one book over another, I, I think this is the type of book that you really need to have along with a couple of the others because it kind of fills in some of the gaps that maybe one or two of the other books don't really cover as much. And I'm not talking about any particular book in general. It's that they all do their their best to cover the topic. But this one fills in some niches, some gaps in between them. And I, I think there are some very, very, you raise some very important questions and cover some very important areas that uh, are often overlooked by techs when they start a computer business. Yep, I, I agree. I think there's definitely, you, sh- you know, if you're going to start a computer business, you shouldn't just go out and buy one book and then and then think you're done. <laughs> I, th- I definitely yeah. think it's it's great to to have as many resources at your fingertips as possible and, and look at it from you know, a bunch of different uh, perspectives and then kind of take what you need from, from each one and, and uh, build, you know, forge your own path that way. Absolutely. Well, how do we get the book, Matthew? How do we get the book? Yep, you can go to uh, my website, yfncg.com forward slash computer dash business dash book. And uh, that's where you can find the book. And um, yeah, and then I believe listeners of uh, this podcast, I created a special uh, discount code for them. So uh, they're going to be able to get 20% off the book by using the discount code forcefield20 at checkout. And uh, that'll give them an additional 20% uh, off the book uh, for being uh, loyal listeners of your podcast. And I really appreciate that. Matt, I really appreciate that. Uh, also, you can uh, order the book uh, from the Force Field. Uh, we have links there. We'll have a link in the in the show notes for the, um, the podcast here to uh, order it right away. So you'll have it in your hands uh, very quickly. Matt, I want to thank you again for being on the Force Field and uh, talking about the book with me. Uh, we've been speaking with Matthew Rodella. 
uh, author of How to Quit Your Job and Start a Computer Business, Leave the Corporate World and Turn Your Passion for Computers into a Successful Full-Time Business. Um, you're going to be back on the show again. We're going to have some more in-depth discussions uh, here in the near future, right? Always looking forward to it. All right. Um, so am I. So am I. Matt, thanks a lot for being on the force field, and you have a great day. All right. Thanks, Rick. You too. Thank you. If you'd like a copy of Matthew's book, How to Quit Your Job and Start a Computer Business, it's available at www.yfncg.com forward slash computer dash business dash book, or click on the banner at theforcefield.net. As a listener of The Force Field, you can save an additional 20% on the price when you enter the discount code FORCEFIELD20 at checkout. I'd like to hear your comments on the book. Send in your comments and feedback via email to comments at theforcefield.net, post them in our forums at theforcefield.net slash forums, or tweet them to me on Twitter at theforcefield, and I'll make sure they get on the show. If you'd like to hear the latest episodes of The Force Field on demand as soon as they arrive, all you need to do is subscribe. It's free. You can subscribe to The Force Field podcast on our website at theforcefield.net, or through iTunes, Blueberry.com, and the Tech Podcast Network on your PC, Mac, tablet, or mobile phone. You can also listen to The Force Field on your Roku, Viaway, or stream it on Stitcher. Well, folks, our time is up. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, my kids for allowing me to do this without interruptions, and my wife for just putting up with me. If you'd like to comment on the program, you can email me at comments at theforcefield.net or visit our website at www.theforcefield.net. Opinions expressed are those of the host and guests and do not represent theforcefield.net, Savoya Media, or advertisers. All music on the show is original and was written and performed by Brother Rancid and the Brand New Pygmies. The show is produced and distributed by Savoya Media. For the Force Field, I'm Rick Savoya. May the Force Field be with you. <laughs>